Welcome back, my friend, to Fulfilled the Podcast. Today, we're chatting with Dr. Brooke Weinstein. Brooke is a coach, friend, sister, mama expert, and oh, by the way, a doctor of pediatric occupational therapy and your new loudest, most vibrant cheerleader. She helps mamas to go deep within, to learn to trust their gut and to live the life they crave. Brooke and I sat down and talked about so many things plaguing modern moms, from perfectionism to learning to regulate your emotions, from knowing when and how to make big transitions to embracing the hot mess express that is being a mother. Brooke shares her heart and her incredible kindness and wisdom with us. This is an episode that you are not going to want to miss if you've been feeling the pressure of motherhood and the squeeze of your schedule. Here we go. Hi, I'm Tracy, an impassioned lady on a quest to slay working motherhood and find fulfillment. I'm here to help you navigate the beautiful and damned in the life of a working mom. I'm a PA, mom, wife, and lover of fashion who is guiding my fellow working moms to ditch the dread and find fulfillment in the wonder and the war zone that is modern motherhood. I teach you the clinical pearls you need to create a life you love, pearls you can apply today to change your life tomorrow. Skirt around those heavy real life topics? No way. Here you'll get an unfiltered ringside seat. You'll hear about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Parenting, step-parenting, marriage, motherhood, faith, and finances are all topics we will sit down and unpack together. Think of this as your one-stop shop for all the motivation and encouragement you need to help navigate working motherhood. Each week, it's like a mom's night out had a baby with a TED Talk. Then the mom's night out went back to work. Pull up a seat, get settled, and get ready to be inspired and encouraged. This is Fulfilled, the podcast. All right. So Dr. Brooke Weinstein is here to share with us all about motherhood and regulating our emotions. Dr. Brooke, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So I would love it if you could tell us more about you, uh, your passions in this life and what you like to do for fun. Wow. Um, well, ha. Huh. My story of kind of what I do and how I got here is a little bit of a long one, but I would say um, it very much speaks to you, the listener, of why you're here. And um, I started out in healthcare many years ago. I'm a pediatric occupational therapist by trade, and um, I did that for about, gosh, over a decade. I started in the hospital system. I knew that's where I wanted to be. Um, I saw brain injuries. I saw spinal cord injuries. I saw, I mean, you name it, I saw it. Down syndrome, autism, amputations, burns, like everything. NICU. Um, and it was incredible to see the amount of you can just see it in a parent's eyes of how much they're holding on to that time with you for you to really put in the work with their child. Uh, the doctor is their MD doctor is there to prescribe or to identify what's going on. It's my role to support and I'm going to put quotes, but fix and get mm -hmm. them back to where they were prior and the current healthcare model of, you know, once a week um, for 30 minutes or an hour, it just doesn't work. 
And with the training that I got and the vision that I had for my life of how I wanted to support individuals was not happening. And therefore I felt really discouraged and burnt out. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I could see the light in those parents' eyes just burn out slowly as they weren't getting the results they so desperately craved and longed for, for their child. Mm -hmm. And off I went um, very early on in my career. I said, this is not for me. And I opened up my own clinic as a very young clinician. And I said, this needs to be different. Something needs to change. Mm -hmm. And I opened it with the mindset of parent education. And I built that for six years with a business partner. And we did schools, we did medical daycares, we did outpatient, we did everything. But mainly what we focused on was not only treating the child, but teaching the parent exactly what we were doing, why we were doing it, and how to integrate it into their home. Mm. And six years later, during that time, fast forward, I had two preemies of my own, three years apart. Mm. Um, I had a business I was running while treating clients, while taking care of my children, while taking care of my partner. And I felt the burnout. Mm. I felt it deep and I didn't even recognize that that's what it was. Mm -hmm. And when Jonathan came to me and said, I got a job, like I got a job, like I got, I got this incredible job in Austin. I was like, well, hold on. Like, uh, -uh. like this is my career too. Like, hold on. Like, you know, like women empowerment kind of thing. I was like, wait a second. Right. Mm -hmm. And of course I had comments from the peanut gallery and from the ones who love me most of like, what are you doing, Brooke? Like Mm -hmm. you have built this career for six years and built it into an incredible thriving business. And I kind of silenced everyone and said, okay, I just need to sit with this. Let, let me just have some, like, let me just have some silence. And that was one of the first times in my life I had really sat with the discomfort of like what it is that I want. And I recognized that I was way too burnt out and stretched so incredibly thin that I decided to move on over to Texas and took some time off. And really was able to process the highs and lows of my career up to that point. And what I recognize through that, which is what I've kind of discussed all throughout the story, is that moms are exhausted. We're, we're, we're freaking tired. Like, we're all burnt out. Societal norms and, and the way in which this current world works, we're, sp- we're expected to work like computers. We are expected to just live in fight or flight, like just go, 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 go. And that's not sustainable. And so my parents coming to my clinic, they don't have any more time to learn what I'm doing. They don't have any more time to fix and implement the things in which I'm requesting of them to help support their children. And with that, what I recognized is that this model starts with us. Mm. It doesn't start at the level of children. And my mission has always been and will always be to impact the child. That's why I do what I do. However, 
if the parents don't understand this information, how the heck can they implement this to support the child? Because like I said, I was only getting 30 minutes to an hour, but mm-hmm. the parents get hours upon hours upon hours. Sure. So I now teach parents how to regulate their bodies and stop living in fight or flight and to be able to tap in and understand their children's sensory system and to understand how to support them because then the parents understand their own sensory system. Yeah. Wow. So cool. (laughs) That's why I told you it was a long-winded answer. However, you also asked me what I love to do and I love to dance. So there you go. That's my whole story. There you go. So (laughs) let's talk about regulating our emotions. Are we born knowing how to regulate our emotions or is this something we have to learn or be taught? Absolutely. Um, Fantastic question. Your brain and body hands down has the natural ability to regulate itself. If you take a look at how we, the evolution really of humans and um, how we used to, I mean, cave men, you know, we used to live out in more rugged times. We used to cultivate together as women and support each other. Now we're all alone and um, men are in suits and we're in dresses and heels. And it's like very, very different. Mm-hmm. And so what ends up happening is the best way to understand this for you, the listener, is for me to give you an example of a, of a child. And so I have parents come to me all the time and say, my child won't listen. He won't sit for a meal. He's, he's, he's going from task to task to task. The teachers are saying he has ADD. Now he has sensory processing disorder. He's, he's, he, he's not reading on time. He's not this and he's not that. And my child will not sit still. He just keeps going and going and going. And we have, we are pegging these children into boxes and, and labels as if we're, we're dachshunds and, and Dalmatians and golden retrievers, right? We're putting labels on, but at the end of the day, we're all human. Mm-hmm. And our bodies have a way of saying, my brain is spinning. I'm dysregulated. There's too much stimuli. I need to move my body. I need to take care to calm my body down. I need to get input into my body or I need to run away from the input. I need mm-hmm. to go away from it. Right? So we either seek it or we avoid it in order to regulate into our homeostasis right of living Mm -hmm. that balance and what I teach the method that I teach is how to do that in real time moments in the most strenuous situations so in real life time to be able to honor what's coming up and take care of yourself through a strategy or a method that I've built to be able to regulate yourself, right? We fix our children so often. We want to give them what we need. We need to learn how to honor that and allow them to continue the independence of regulating themselves. Mm -hmm. But because of social norms and because of structure, stability, control, which our brain craves, right? Our brain craves that structure, stability, and control. We are placing that onto our children. And so we ourselves as adults need to understand 
how to take care of our emotions and how mm-hmm. to take care of our needs when we're snapping at our kids or when there's, you know, a pot of water on, on the burner and there's trucks that are screeching in the background, the toys and the TVs on, and, and you're just about to lose it. Mm-hmm. You're overstimulated. And we don't recognize this hasn't been taught to us that right. that's what this is. Yeah. So, And it sounds to me like this is twofold. So not only are, as a parent, we're figuring out a way to regulate our own emotions when we're reaching that boiling point of like, we're about to boil over. So the first step is sort of to figure out how to do that yourself. And then the second step is to model that for your kids. So they get to see you being overwhelmed, feeling angry, feeling sad, and processing those things and that they get to see that it's okay. Yes. Like I said, we're like a computer, right? We're, we're con- our wirings and our networks in our brain, it's, it's learning patterns. It's learning the connections of, of experience, right? Like if think of individuals with PTSD and when we find triggers that come up in their current reality, right? Like, all this is conditioned from childhood for us as adults. And I ask every single one of my clients, I take them through meditation and it's a specific process that we do. And then at the end, I ask them, how many of you, your parents looked at you in the eyes as a child and said, Hey, how do you feel right now? Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you every single client I've ever had, I said, I'm like, no, like that wasn't done. Like, no. They told me how to feel, right? They, they told me what I should be feeling or they tried to fix it. It's okay, Johnny. Like, you're going to be okay. Don't mm-hmm. worry if they're bullying you. You're a cool dude anyway, right? Like, mm-hmm. we don't like the discomfort of watching our children in pain. Mm-hmm. And our parents didn't enjoy seeing that for us. Mm-hmm. So we need to tap into the emotional side of what's going on with us first. And yes, the method and model that I use is... Like I said, it's to impact the child. And so mm-hmm. I teach the parent simultaneously what I want them to be doing and how to model this and show up for their children. So it's a natural learning. That's what the child is living in, Yeah. right? It's, it's, it's a way of life for them. Mm-hmm. So the child's like, well, that was just what was done. Like, I don't really know any different. That's how they how they acted. That's what they did. So yeah, I know how to talk about my feelings and what I need and how to take care of my body and my brain. So I'm not burnt out. Sure. Mm -hmm. All this talk about living in alignment is making me want to get clear on my core values. If you're feeling this too, check out my free guide. It is the quick start guide to clarify your core values. It's a series of exercises that you walk through to discover or rediscover what is most important to you. I share the formula for a fulfilled life, a life based in the firm foundation of your core values. It includes three simple exercises you can do today to identify your core values, and it shares the framework for a life of fulfillment, how to discover and implement that framework. 
I share examples of core values, prompts to get your creative juices flowing, and a how-to on personalizing these core values to make them meaningful and powerful to you. You can find the link in the show notes or go to tracy-bingaman.mykajabi.com slash core values. That's tracy-bingaman.mykajabi.com slash core values to download your free guide and get clear on what matters most to you so you can start living in alignment with those values today. I would love it if we could take a minute to unpack this feeling that I have walked through that a lot of moms that I talk to have walked through, especially in early motherhood where we just feel like we're losing our identity. Mm -hmm. Like we used to know who we were and what mattered to us and why we existed on this earth. Mm -hmm. And then we have these tiny humans who show up and we, we forget or get, it's get, gets lost or buried. Why does this happen? And how can we figure out who the heck we are now that we do have these kids who aren't going anywhere anytime soon? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's it's incredible to me how much the story, right? The Cinderella story or how much, like I've said on my page, first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes baby in the baby carriage. Oh, and let's not forget like the white picket fence and perfect little smiley house, right? Like that is just the story that we have built. Like, mm. and because feelings, emotions, sensory regulation, like none of this, like I said, was talked about from our generation, right? We, a lot of us just thought, okay, this is just like what you do. Like, this is just what you do. And it's this is default. Just be like, what comes next. Yep. Right. Right. Like you, I'm sure like, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you got the question as soon as you got married, like, so when are you guys going to have a baby? It's yeah. Like, what? Like I just got back from my honeymoon. Like, what are you talking about? Right. And yep. so we just find ourselves doing like we just find like I want a partner, I want a husband, I or partner in general. I, I want, you know, the life, I want the white picket fence. And and once you have it, I find moms waking up and coming to me saying, like, what is this? Like, this is not, this is not what I expected this to be. Like, there is just unfortunately no book that can show you, tell you, class anything to prepare you for what this is. Mm. And I truly believe that we do not recognize the mourning process which happens when we have a baby. And we do not Mm. honor that process because we feel that there's shame surrounding that. If I miss my old life, but I have this precious human Or maybe it took you a while to get pregnant. Mm. Or maybe that's something you've longed for your whole entire life is holding, building a family that you, I should, right? I should just love this. You're not honoring the human you were nine months ago. Mm. And that nine months ago human no longer exists. It just doesn't unless... You actively and consciously allow that human to exist. And that takes effort and work to mm. find that balance. Because what we do from the moment that little baby's born, they're crying and pooping. You don't know what the heck is going on with them. You, you got to figure that out. And you think the world is going to end. You think they're going to like, 
not be alive in the morning if they roll over, right? It's yeah, like, yeah. oh my gosh, the amount of pressure to like make sure literally your baby stays alive. You don't have time to mourn your former life. And that is why there's so much loss of identity because there's so much shame in that grief. There's so much shame in that loss that it shouldn't be happening and that it's not valid and that you should be happy with this, what you went and got, right? You chose that, but it doesn't mean that that former person didn't exist and that former person doesn't matter. So you mentioned pressure and I think that's something that even when you say it, I can just feel the pressure of my own expectations of myself, of what society says I should or shouldn't be doing. Why do we feel like we have to be the one who's solely responsible, like we're the best at all the things and like we have to do everything for everyone to this impossible standard? Like why why does that pressure exist and how can we get out from underneath it? I believe that there has never been more pressure Mm. than before on women. We are expected to look like Barbie, have brains like Hillary Clinton, and uh, I don't know, wrapped up in a Martha Stewart, beautiful encrusted pie. Like, you know, like it's just unbelievable what's expected of us. And if you look at olden times, you see, like I said, we used to, women used to be huddled up together, taking care of one another and doing this as a community and due to social media and gosh, just the craziness of what life has brought on. Um, you are literally expected to do more and more and more and more. And as well as in the patriarchal view of society, right? Like women are the quote caregivers, we are supposed to fix. We are supposed to provide. We are the emotional ones. We are the caretakers. And we take on those roles with full responsibility. And I got to tell you, women are badass. Like, <laughs> you give them a project, they're going to get it done. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to get it done. And I absolutely believe that there is some distrust in not only asking a partner, I'm going to use the heteronorm, right? Asking a male to do this um, or allowing you to say, hey, I need help. Mm -hmm. That implies weakness for us, right? Or to lean on our partners and request our own needs, right? And to say, I'm, I'm, I'm drowning here. Like I need yeah. some help. I, I can't do this all on my own because once again, you're seen as weak. Mm-hmm. If you do that, you quote, should be able to keep it all together. And if you look at Lucille Ball or Mrs. Maisel, like all those types of characters, there's, there's tons of support behind those women. Mm. Tons of support. Women who who nanny the children or who cook the meals or that they still had support back then. And I mean, financially humans can't do that. Like who can have a 
full-time person in their house all the time. So we have continued to take more and more and more on, but also hold the old patriarchal views at the same time. Hmm. And I think, you know, when you say that and you say you give women, you give moms a project and you know they're going to get it done, I think that is true. But I also think they will do it at the cost of their own health and sanity. Yes, they will. They will get it done, but it will be toxic. Yes. Because they love that deeply and because they care that much and because they want the best for their family. And Mm. that's our ultimate, right? Is when you build your brain in a codependent manner, right? Our, the past generation, our parents, and you have to also think um, when you're born, like I've been saying in our conversation, when you're born, the baby would literally not survive unless mm-hmm. we build this relationship with them. And so it's not our parents' fault. This is conditioning, right? Like the codependency naturally happens because you would not survive. Now, what happens in between your ability to, I don't know, start regulating yourself and putting yourself to bed or holding your own bottle like we have to very slowly learn how to release that control and release it's like okay now you can fly a little bit more okay Mm -hmm. okay I gotta let you go you know like okay and what you can do is gain your own sense of self back Mm. sooner you allow yourself to release that codependency with your child So let's talk about some practical ways that we can learn how to do that, how to really lean into honoring ourselves and our Mm -hmm. needs and owning our life, kind of working on that releasing of the kids so that they have their own life kind of tangential to ours, but not interwoven so much so no one has any space and really start enjoying motherhood. That's a loaded question. (laughs) Well, what I'm going to do is explain my method, um, and that will best be able to support all of that. And I explain the sensory and the emotional regulation because it's it's really twofold. It's it's one and the same. It's honoring your emotions and your needs, right? Honoring emotions and needs at the core is the most important thing as for all humans, because if you can say Hey, I feel sad. I feel sad and I need a hug. I guarantee you that person's going to be like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Like, of course I'll give you a hug. Like, you need a hug? Yeah. If your child came and told you that, you'd be like, of course I'll give you a hug. Mm -hmm. We need to be able to tap in and say, how do I feel? Right? That's, That's number one. How do I feel? And in that split moment where you're about to snap at your kids and just lose it. Okay. All right, Brooke, how do I feel? I feel frustrated. I feel angry. I feel mad. I feel whatever it is like to the most simple form to the point where your children can understand that emotion. Not, I feel flabbergasted because (laughs) no, like simple words, three, a three word sentence. I feel what? And once you can understand how you're feeling, then I want you to tap into your body, right? We've handled the emotional side of things. How do you feel? Let's honor it and become aware of it. And then the next step is where do you feel it in your body? 
right? Like I feel it in my shoulders. I feel mm-hmm. it in my jaw. I feel it in my forehead. I feel it in, in my hands. I tense my hand. Like, where do you feel this in your body? My chest is heavy. What, what's going up, going on in your body? Because you have to learn how to take care of your brain. If you want to be there for your children and see them grow up, you have, we, none of us take care of our brain. And it's literally the most important asset you have in your entire Mm -hmm. body. And it's because we can't see it. But your skin, you'll spend thousands of dollars on, <laughs> right? Yeah. You, you get a, you know, you get your boobies fixed or you'll do the whatever, like, right? Like we'll spend infinite amounts if it's external, but you're forgetting about the most important organ in your entire body is your brain. And so you have to think what, what's, how does my body feel, right? That's the sensory regulation wise. What's coming up? And then. Mm. The next thing, number three, is what do I need? I feel I feel angry, I, or I feel sad. I need a hug. I feel angry. I need to go on a run. I feel frustrated. I need a moment. Right? I need to walk away. Like, what do you need? And that is not going to be linear. It's not going to be the same thing every time. Sometimes when I'm sad, I want to get in bed. And I just want to go to bed or or cry. And just maybe sometimes I need a hug. Sometimes I need a walk. Like sometimes I need yoga. But you can tap into what it is that you need. Your body needs movement. Your body needs to be taken care of, right? And that's all the way going back to me saying that our body has the natural ability to sensory regulate. And we're not recognizing that we're stripping it away from the moment we're born with all the structure that we've built into this lifestyle and world. And so once you recognize, I feel sad, I need a hug. All right. Okay, bro. How do do you go get that? How? That's, That's number four. And then we move through healthy communication, healthy communication with our partner, with our children, with our loved ones with our family, with our friends. That's where we build boundaries. We stop saying yes to everything. Yes, no. (laughs) Stop being the people pleaser. If you're exhausted and you just had a fight with your partner, you don't want to go to the book club and show up and be like, hey, Sally, how are you? Oh my God, I love the book. Are you kidding me? I've never read the damn book. I don't have time for that. Like, (laughs) we don't have time. Some of you do because that's what you love to do. But how many of you, like, Show up to the party and say, you know what? When they say, hey, Sally, how are you? Say, I'm not, I'm not great. I feel really sad. I could really use a hug. I just got in a fight with my partner. Like we don't show up like that. Mm -mm. Or we don't call and say, you know what? I I really, really wanted to come. Thank you so much for including me, but I can't make it. Yeah. And because we're afraid of everyone else, right? The projection and all the things. So it's those four steps of really being able to honor yourself. And if you look at it from a child's perspective, if you can honor your child and teach them this, they will be able to one day be on the playground and say, hey, Frankie, that didn't feel good. And when they're bullying you on the playground, hey, like I got all kinds of feelings up in here. Like I need you to back up. Like I need you Mm -hmm. to walk away. Right. We want to empower our children to be able to own their voice 
and to be able to speak their needs and to be able to request what it is they need instead Mm -hmm. of shaming them for being like, why did you do that? Like, like, I don't know why I did that. Like, I'm a five-year-old. You tell me. I don't know, right? So it's twofold. We have to learn this on ourselves so we can teach this to our children. Mm. The holiday season is upon us. I don't know about you, but to me, this is one of the most busy, stressful, and most expensive seasons of the year. Combine the arm's length list of things to do, buy, wrap, and gift with all the activities that come along with celebrating this season, and it can quickly become more about consumption and less about connection. If you're looking for more connection in your life and less money stress, download the Merry Money Guide. It's free. It's a collection of 30 money-saving tips, a gift list to combine all of the things you're preparing to gift this season, and a framework for buying gifts that reminds us the reason for the season and encourages you to press pause on the desire to overconsume during this time. Head on over to tracy-bingaman.mykajabi.com slash merrymoney or click the link in the show notes to download your guide today and make this the least stressful holiday season yet. So speaking of books and book clubs, I hear that you are writing a book. So tell me more. Tell me that all of this is going to be included in the book. (laughs) Yes, it will. Um, You know, moving through the career that I've had and stepping into the space of working with women and parents, there is so much shame for how we as women, moms, dads, how we are showing up of what Mm. we're not doing. And I really believe it's just a lack of understanding and a, a lack of knowledge out there and the reasons that we're snapping at our kids, the reasons that we're feeling burnt out, right? Mm-hmm. And when we do snap at them after we feel that burnout mode, right? Then we shame and guilt ourselves, and Ugh. right? <laughs> we're like, stop it. I've had it. It's enough. Like yeah. whatever you do, right? When you're yeah. just feeling so burnt out, you're eating the leftover food on your kid's plate. You've made three meals. You haven't, you know, like you're numbing out on wine or whatever it is and you just lose it. And then you don't recognize that this is your brain saying, Hey, I need a break. Like, hey, tap yeah. in here. we just say, Oh my God, this was me. Why can't I keep it together? Why can't I do it? Like why? And so and then you guilt and shame yourself into feeling more depleted and crappier exactly. and then you do it again. <laughs> you wake up and you do it all over again. And the cycle has to stop. Mm. Otherwise it's going to keep going. And in the meantime, when that cycle continues to go, unfortunately what you're doing is you're building stronger and stronger connections in your mm. brain to mm-hmm. tell your brain, this is the truth. I am not enough. Like I am not worthy of taking Ugh. a break. You see, it's like the longer you stay on that cycle, the more your brain is going to believe that that is the truth until you finally say, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that was a signal. Like that, me snapping was a signal to say, okay, like I'm dysregulated here. Like I'm Mm -hmm. overloaded. I I need a healthy meal. I, I need no more mac and cheese, like off my kids' plates. I need whatever the yummy thing is for you. Like, what do you need? I need a break. I need rest. I need a tag in my partner. Mm. Like, what do you need? And none of us are doing that right now. And so I want to be able to make sure that in every capacity, this information is available, right? So Mm -hmm. not everyone can 
financially or have the time to be able to invest in coaches like yourself or like I, right? Like they can't Mm -hmm. do this, but my hope is to be able to provide this information to whoever wants it, to be able to understand it and finally have the happiness, like the white picket fence Mm -hmm. that you want. Like we're working so damn hard. We're working so damn hard to create this. But at the end of the day, are you enjoying it? Yes. Are you enjoying the life that you're mm-hmm. you're creating, right? That you're making a paycheck for. Are you enjoying it? And that's the purpose. That's the purpose is to allow you and your family to rise and, and thrive and enjoy what you've worked so damn hard to build. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds so refreshing and so at odds with what the average mom is feeling these days. It's like, it's so encouraging to hear you say that. And I think this is going to reach so many listeners right, right where they are. And it's going to be the message that they need when they choose to press play on this episode. Um, This last thing, before we wrap up, I'd love to hear your thoughts on perfection versus humanity. So I feel like we've just developed this, like we shame and guilt ourselves when we think that we're not perfect, but being perfect is a completely bullshit goal and it's unattainable. So like, how can we let go of that totally unattainable standard and just start embracing the messy reality Mm -hmm. that is being a human being? Well, we haven't touched much on my own personal story throughout this, um, but it is very much present on my um, page on Instagram. And I truly believe that we need more women to be able to come forward and say, this is the hot mess of my life. Yes. Um, for those of you just being introduced to me today, um, I am now a widow, but Prior to that, I was separated from my husband and I at that time called myself a single mom because that's what I was gearing my brain up for the rest of my life. And um, I would for sure say I'm the hot mess express. I've got, I've got four penises in this house. I've got two little boys and two dogs and one sitting here snoring next to me. I don't know if you can hear it. And my life is messy. My life is very, very messy. And I have to say that I lived the other way for a really long time. That's what was taught to me in my own conditioning from my childhood of continue smiling and keep the peace and be the people pleaser and be all the different places at all the different times for everyone who needs it. And I was where maybe you are right now listening to this. I was exhausted and depleted when I sold my business. And that is not a way to live. It's exhausting and your body can't keep up. And I have more balance in my life as a, as a widow, right? Mom and dad than I ever have because I request it and I practice what I preach. And um, I've learned that you have to find presence in your life to be able to enjoy what, like I said, what you're working so hard to have. And Mm. without that, it's just a hamster wheel. It's a hamster wheel. And it's a, it's a scrapbook of perfect moments. Mm. And it's like, 
we all do the photo shoots, right, for our families once a year, holiday time, or the, the coordinated winter, outfits. The everyone looks or whatever. Like, let's be real here. How many of you were like sweating and like fighting to get your little kiddo in the outfit with with the cute little button up, whatever tuxedo, whatever you've got them in? Like, and then you're like, cheese, like. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Like, yes, like, yes. Ever. Like, I mean, my, if I had a Christmas, I mean, please, if I had that, there'd be like, we'd be in the laundry room with like the dogs and, and like, <laughs> yes. half naked. Like, I mean, yes, kids are not wearing clothing. Someone no. is definitely covered in marker. There's a mess happening. Yes. Yes. So throw the perfection out the window because it's not doing anyone any good. It's just, it's not doing you any good. And if you got anyone who like doesn't want to, who's not there for it, just, just come on over. Like I'll support you no matter what, like you can be on my train. Like we're good. We can, we can be hot mess express together. Yeah. Yeah. I think more women need to be saying I'm a hot mess. And that is my typical reaction to a compliment these days. Like when people say, oh, you're doing so like, oh, I can't believe you're balancing all this. And I'm like, it's a mess over here. Currently I have four active checkbooks because every time I write one check, I lose the checkbook. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. like, and, and people are like, what? And I'm like, yeah, but you don't see that, right? You see me showing up at work. You see me showing up online trying to keep it real, but kind of filtering that and putting my best foot forward and not saying, hey, this is the true unfiltered look at motherhood and it's messy everywhere. Yep. I, I lead with mess. Yes. I'm like, I'm, I'm like dancing on the tables over here. And like, I'm, I'm <laughs> like, coming over. like, you gotta have fun. Like yeah. what's the point? You know, I say a lot of times it's like, at what point did someone hand you a cer- certificate and say, congratulations, you are so now an adult. You get to be a serious human. Like F- zero F- fun. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. we still going to have our own fun and sure. it can be hot mess and all the things. Yeah. Yeah. So if people want to see you dancing on tables and if you guys are not following Dr. Brooke on Instagram, she makes me smile on the daily. Like in my next life, I will be reincarnated as someone who can dance way better than I can. And then I'll be on her level. Um, So where can people go to find you, to follow you, to connect with you online? Sure. I would say the best place is probably Instagram. That's where I have really built a loving community of moms and dads. And I love supporting each and every one of them in that community with me. And that's kind of half of my last name. So it's Brooke with an E and then W-E-I-N-S-T. And you can, of course, go to my website, brookweinstein.net. I'm on TikTok, but not as much as Instagram. So yeah, I would love any and all to come join my community and feel that support because it's so necessary. It is so necessary being a mom in this day and age. Yeah. And so here's your reminder as we're signing off that if you are feeling like you are failing your way through motherhood and you are a mess, uh, you, me, and Brooke, we are all in that boat rowing who knows where, but at least we're all together. Yes, we are. Until next time, keep on slaying your own fire-breathing dragons. 
Thank you so much for hitting play on another episode of Fulfilled, the podcast. I have a favor to ask. If you like what you heard today, please tell your friends. Take a screenshot and share it on social. You can tag me on Instagram at Mrs. Tracy Bingaman, and you can tag the podcast at Fulfilled Podcast. And please consider leaving a review. I'd love to hear what you think, and your reviews can help other moms find me so they can grow alongside you. Oh, I almost forgot. Don't forget to subscribe so you get next week's episode automatically in your podcast queue. Instant inspiration and all the mom jokes? Yes, please. We'll see you next week on Fulfilled the Podcast.